I did have to point out that I thought the title 21 Bridges was much more catchy than 21 Bridges, Three Rivers, and a couple tunnels. <laughs> Say that. <laughs> That's a great point, Ian. <laughs> Here's our soundbite. Welcome to the What's Our Verdict podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-hosts, Mattson Heiner. Better red than dead. And Ian Anderson. Some shit. Do you ever find yourself wondering if you should spend the time, money, or both on a movie? We're here to answer that question for you. Each week, we put a movie on trial, discuss the facts, pass judgment, and let you know our verdict. We do appreciate any help growing the podcast by hitting that follow or subscribe button and tell a friend about us. Go check out our website and subscribe to our email list for exclusive content and updates at whatsourverdict.com. Today, we're reviewing 21 Bridges. It was released on November 22nd, 2019. It was written by Adam Mervis and Matthew Michael Carnahan. It was directed by Brian Kirk. It starred Chadwick Boseman, Sienna Miller, J.K. Simmons, Stephen James, and Taylor Kitsch. An embattled New York Police Department detective is thrust into a citywide manhunt for a pair of cop killers after uncovering a massive and unexpected conspiracy. If you haven't seen this movie and you want to avoid spoilers, go ahead and pause here. Go watch the movie. Once you've watched it, come back and pick up where you left off. If you don't care about spoilers, stick around because we're about to spoil the shit out of this thing. So let's chat about this movie, guys. Just right out the gate, I wanted to love this movie. I love Chadwick Boseman. I thoroughly love J.K. Simmons. I enjoy Taylor Kitsch. I really like this new guy, this Michael uh, or this Stephen James. I didn't, I've never seen him or don't recognize him from anything, but I liked him a lot. Sienna Miller, I give her take. It doesn't, she doesn't matter much to me, but she's not bad, but I, I didn't love this movie, but I, yeah. First of all, let's talk about, okay, this opening thing, these guys break into this bar, right? And they're mm-hmm. trying to steal some drugs. And then these cops come to this bar and they literally just slaughter like seven or eight cops. Like it's, it shocked me how willing at least the one guy played by Taylor mm-hmm. Kitsch, right? Was how willing he was to just murk cops like they were nobody. Like it blew my mind how just quickly he went into action and was just killing everyone. What did you guys think about the introduction to this movie? Yeah, I'll go. I'm actually, I think JJ, one of the ones that texted you about this. Like it just, it, it goes against everything you hear about in the news and in movies where you just blow the cops away and not just like one or two or five, but like seven. And then at that point, I would think you've got SWAT, you've got every helicopter in this. I mean, and granted, it does build up. I'll give the movie credit there. But like immediately, you go, you're going from zero to 100, not even real quick. You went like in a snap of a finger. And I just didn't think criminals would go across that line as willingly as what they did because they know the repercussions that are coming. But again, we find out more about the characters after the fact. Taylor Kitsch's character is more of a hard-blooded killer. But I just didn't see that as very realistic or believable because I think every cop in a city SWAT, you name it, is going to be there within like two minutes and it's going to be all hell break loose and they're just going to be dead, not alive. They're going to die. My big beef kind of comes with why JJ was laughing at the introduction (laughs) is this movie plays the conspiracy hand. As soon as you see the cop cars drive up, it's like, oh, there's no reason for them to be here. So that's what we're doing in this movie. And that's what was really frustrating to me is they didn't try and make that conspiracy more of a reveal. It was just kind of right from up front. Oh, this is the kind of movie that you're going to be watching. And I just felt like they played their hand too early. I would agree with both sentiments. Like I was shocked at how fast the, and I guess not how fast I get that you have to kill these cops to get out of this thing. Right. But it was like, there was no thought to what was going on. Like it was just like, no, 
we got to kill them all. And it was so methodical, which I get came from their training, but man, it was crazy to me that they didn't like, like you were saying, man, so they didn't even think twice about what they were doing. You're going to kill a whole slew of cops. And then how much money are you getting paid for this job? Cause mm -hmm. it, for me at this point, if you go in and you're looking at these drugs now, obviously looking back on it, knowing that these cops are in on this whole drug mule thing, they're not going to let them leave this bar alive, but they didn't know that, right? They had no idea at the time that it was cops to them in my mind is a smart criminal you're going what do they they ask for a million dollars later you can't be making more than a couple hundred thousand dollars on this this hit this this theft is it worth killing a whole slew of cops for a couple hundred thousand dollars or do you just go eh right now all we've done is broken into a bar it, you might get six months to a year's worth of jail time mm -hmm. because you haven't hurt anyone right you they didn't even beat this guy up they just held him at gunpoint so you might get five years that's better than killing seven cops or whatever it was anyway but yeah the, actually yeah the money factor jj because at that point you're totally right you've got to have enough money to get out of the united states and stay out of there for the rest of your life because you, you ain't coming back yeah and yeah and a couple hundred grand ain't gonna do it like it just uh, unless no. you're gonna go sit at settle in mexico and get a job like <laughs> you know what i mean it, yeah it's just not gonna happen working so. for pesos exactly and to your point Ian, it killed me i thought why not have you show this bar open have your opening see this bar and it's open and there's a ton of cops in there this is a cop bar right now all of a sudden these cops come back and i'm like oh maybe one of them forgot something or they're working late maybe this guy lets them in to drink because it's a cop bar after hours right give me something that makes me not realize that the reason that they're there is because they're part of this drug, this drug, the drugs that are there. So I, I'm with you. Like it, the first five minutes, I realized oh, all these cops are crooked and that's yeah. how this is going to play out, which really frustrated me because now I have, there's no nuance to this movie anymore. It's kind of like what Matson said in a text. It's like real life GTA at that point. It's just, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just murder and mayhem on the island of Manhattan because they can't get off the island. So I was really frustrated right out the gate because all it takes is an opening scene showing that there's a bunch of cops in this bar drinking and now all of a sudden they have a reason to come back besides the drugs yeah really frustrating for me the way that they did that I will give this movie one thing and that is the acting is on point as it should be I mean when you think about this movie Chadwick Boseman was a boss it, again oh, yeah. rest in peace my man that guy was an amazing actor everything he did was fantastic J.K. Simmons the guy that plays the cheat or that captain mm -hmm. I love J.K. Simmons like there's very little if anything including the yellow M&M, which he is the yellow M&M. He's been <laughs> voicing the yellow M&M for like 15 years. That guy everything he does is amazing to me. Like even bit parts, TV shows that he's been in. I love him. State farm commercials. Yeah. Oh no, it's the <laughs> farmers. Farmers. farmers? Oh, yeah. farmers. <laughs> or wait, no, I didn't do that right. I got the jingle wrong. Dang it. We, uh, we do this cause we've seen it or something. We know how to do this yeah. cause we've seen it all. Yeah. We do it all. I kept expecting like a, a, one of those farmers insurance lines to pop up. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. Yeah. Good. He, Hey, man he the guy works he's amazing i love jk simmons and i like taylor kitchen i really like this guy that played michael again it, i yeah. guess his name is stephen james and i'm gonna have to look up and see what he did but i really enjoyed him the acting was really good throughout the movie what do you guys think about the acting i think that's what keeps you in the movie because I, I, even though you already know that there's this conspiracy and he's gonna uncover it watching him do it is kind of what kept me involved rather than just totally checking out so i think it's kind of a redeeming quality that the acting was as good as it is so that you can still be involved and follow them through this plot that you kind of already know where it's going 
Yeah, I mean, let's just be honest. Let's think of it was B-list acting, and we already knew the ending to this movie because you, like, we've already talked about it. This movie laid out its cards immediately, so you knew that kind of what the ending was going to be like. And if the acting wasn't good, then we've seen a lot of movies where we have criticized them for it hasn't captivated us enough to get us to the end. And thankfully, even though I knew where it was all going, I enjoyed how I was getting there because of the actors and what and what they portrayed. Especially the the kid that we've been talking about that was part of the heist that his partner died Taylor Kitsch um, the other individual I really liked the emotional connection I had with that, him especially at the end when he he got shot and you could see in his eyes that he was like wait you just told me like we're good like we were going to work this out and um, his partner the cop's partner shoots him and you could just see the like the fear and shock in his eyes and and I felt that I was like man like you wanted you wanted the root for this kid even though you knew either way his life was going to be spent behind bars because he helped kill umpteen cops but you felt for him and I like that emotional connection and I, I really like the standoff between uh, Chadwick and what's the the guy you really like, JJ, the the police chief. Oh, JJ um, Simmons, yeah. I, yeah, I really liked how just how candid his character was about like, look, he he wasn't stupid. He brought this guy in for a reason to kill those criminals. And then he realized, well, he's smart enough. He caught me. I'm not gonna lie anymore. Like, let's just let's just have it out. But I just love that scene because you could feel the tension and kind of the the mental back and forth. Um, and I thought that although I expected that scene to happen, I still thought it was riveting because of the acting performances yeah i completely agree that was one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie was these two behemoth actors like going at it in a very subtle way it's not like they were yelling at each other they were overacting they were just having a conversation and and i really enjoyed like that presentation of jk simmons saying look you can look at police i was losing guys to to this and i was losing guys to that and their families were broken up they a couple of them drank themselves to death and now because we have money in our pockets and i love he's just, anyone that says that money can't buy happiness this this division is proof that it that's not true because all of a sudden their marriages are good and they've got that money and I love that he started out with this isn't about escalades and bullshit houses this is about mm-hmm. keeping my guys happy and making sure that they're doing things so it's kind of an interesting conundrum and that was one of the things that I wanted to talk about was look I know that there's a, a massive upheaval in our nation when it comes to law enforcement and how we view that but is there a problem that do we pay our law enforcement people too little money do we give them too little resources does that do you guys feel like that might create and obviously this is an extreme situation of you know here's these drug dealers or these guys that are moving drugs, but do our cops care less because we don't do enough for them? I think that's an interesting question without one of our key members here is I wonder what Javier would say, but yeah. I don't know what I can say about uh, cops necessarily, but I, to me, it's a it's a bigger problem of you look at every major city like New York, Chicago, LA, Seattle, I mean, the list goes on. Any decent job, we'll take teachers, for instance, you could throw mm-hmm. cops in there. I don't know about firefighters. I'm sure there's a lot of other jobs that we could roll into that where I, I they're probably underpaid, so therefore they have to live further away, but they do a very important job for society and they are valued lower at a monetary value. But when it comes to what is actually done in that job, it probably should be valued pretty highly. But for some reason, because it doesn't equate to a bachelor's or a master's or a PhD, or it's not in the tech world, then it kind of look, gets looked down upon from a wage standpoint. And and I think it's, it's sure you can make the argument because we're talking about a cop movie, but I think that happens across professions. And mm-hmm. I could see why someone would want to make a little bit more money because they're like, hey, we're still, we're just a part of the system. We're not harming, we're not hurting. But when you, to me, for this instance, when you throw drugs in there, like it's, 
it's hard to find a moral justification when what they're peddling is still going to kill, hurt, harm families in that regard. Like there are other side hustles, albeit probably not as as money making as in such. So for me, it's easier to draw the line of don't do drugs. But are cops probably underpaid? I be I bet we could look it up, and I bet you they are. Oh, for sure. And I think not to to just say cops and not to minimize that, but I think you're right. I think most when you think about public servants or what would be considered public servants, firemen, police officers, even military, the teachers. I come from a family of teachers, so I'm very aware of the the lack of pay when it comes to these are the people that mold our children for our future and they make pennies compared to what some of these other professions make. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's always been crazy to me that we pay teachers less than the people that they create. Even our college professors, if you think about our, our college professors, these guys teach people how to be doctors, lawyers, these guys that make huge money, and yet they make a pittance compared to what those professions make. And mm-hmm. I, and I think about that and I go, if it weren't for these people that teach, nobody would be able to make any money. Nobody would do anything unless you were, you know, in a field that you were willing to, to get your hands dirty and do that kind of thing. But so it's interesting to me and it's an interesting question. And it was an interesting point that that character made of my cops are better because we break the law and sell drugs. And it's something that, and he says, it's something that's going to be out there anyway. So if it's us doing it, we can control it and it makes better cops. So it was a very interesting point. I liked that that was very different from any kind of crooked cop show that we've ever seen yeah. was this explanation. It's definitely out of left field, like you said, because you expect them to be like, no, we just want to make money. Like we're, we're trying to scam. Like we, we've got this thing. To me, it almost felt like basically, I thought he was going to say they had like their own undercover like pension fund because that's pretty much what it is in yeah. a sense. And when you think about it that way, you're like, yeah, all right. But it's it's funny because thinking about that, it's it's like, well, if these drugs that are confiscated, you wish that there was some way that the confiscated drugs and whatnot, they could like put it into some lump sum and, and make money off of that. But then you still have to be like, well, they have to sell it somewhere. So unless you're like selling it back to the cartel, <laughs> then you're probably not going to have a buyer. And that's probably not good to have the government <laughs> selling to the cartel, even though we all know we're already working with them. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> Very interesting point. So how likely, I mean, obviously there are, have been scandals and we know that there are cops out there that are crooked. There might be whole departments. Who knows? And I mean, LAPD and NYPD both have been through scandals where cops were doing things similar, not to this extreme. But how likely do you think that this whole storyline could happen in real life? And how does that play out, do you think? Because I'll tell you right now, for me, I don't see them ever shutting down an entire borough of New York. I don't care how many cops someone's killed. I, I found that very unrealistic while to me, very smart and what should happen in a situation where that much, you know, something like this has happened and you need to catch someone. And it wouldn't be as hard as I think you might think with other than manpower. But I just don't see him ever shutting down Manhattan to chase a couple of criminals. I just don't. But to speak that, what was funny about this movie is it never felt like that was really a problem for the crimes because they never even approached (laughs) a bridge or mentioned it. And maybe I'm just not remembering this correctly, but I never felt like they were worried about the borough being shut down, or at least they didn't reference it enough from the criminal standpoint for me to be as worried as I probably should be. I didn't feel that sense of urgency from them. And maybe they didn't approach that because they showed it from the cop side. It's like, look, it's understood. They showed it visually, which Mm -hmm. they did. But I never felt like from the criminal side that they really addressed 
us like, hey, we're stuck here. Like, what in the hell are we going to do? It was never approached from that standpoint. But to your question, do I think that's probably unrealistic as well? I mean, there's a lot of people that live in Manhattan that have a lot of money that want to go places. Yeah, it's late at night, but I don't see people being happy about that. Yeah. And they tried to balance it, I think, with the whole you have to be done by 5 a.m. or whatever Mm -hmm. it was when the city lights up again. But hey, man, New York's a city that doesn't sleep. So I I have a hard time yeah, believing that anybody's going to be thrilled about being locked on an island because of especially when you got two criminals running around that we know will kill people because they just killed seven cops. So now you've locked me in an island with these two people. I want to leave. (laughs) I did have to point out that I thought the title 21 Bridges was much more catchy than 21 Bridges, three rivers and a couple tunnels. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great point. (laughs) There's our soundbite. Yeah, no shit. Oh my gosh. That was funny. A little long to be catchy. Yeah. That was funny. I did. Yeah. 21 bridges, three rivers. <laughs> I'm going to laugh about that all day, dude. I didn't even think about that, that he extends it beyond 21 bridges in the show. Yeah. That's funny. So did anybody have any question about whether or not Sienna Miller's character was in on the drugs? Well, did they? She fool- was. Yeah, I know. But did anybody throughout the show, like when you first are introduced to her and she's narcotics and mm. here's why she's involved because she's part of narcotics. And if you think you're not going to have part of narcotics, you're crazy. That's what JK Simmons. Was there ever any doubt? for you guys that she was involved? I think at first, just because I didn't know how widespread it was. But as soon as she starts doing a couple of the shady things she did, it was like, ah, okay, it's everybody. That was kind of me Yeah, when she took the call from her, what, her babysitter in the middle of the night or whatever, that's where I was like, eh, because at the beginning, no, to Ian's point, you don't know how, I didn't know this is a whole precinct of cops and we didn't, they didn't make it explicit that she was from their precinct or at least I didn't pick up on that immediately. I thought maybe it was a separate jurisdiction, right? But then it's pretty clear later in that, yeah, it seemed like she was definitely in on it. Two things with that. And I and I asked that question because we've already established that they didn't do a very good job with the reveal. It was too early. It happened very fast and we knew what was going on. But I started by the end, about the time that they heavy handedly show her take this call that you were talking about, Mattson, where you see that this person that he's been speaking with that's tracking cameras and, and I can't remember the department, but this one girl is trying to call him and trying to call him and they can't get a hold of him. And then she immediately gets a phone call after they show these two phone calls of her, pick up your phone, right? And then the girl gets the call and she's got to go talk to her babysitter. And then you find out later that it was FID calling to say, hey, we've got this image. And that's how they knew where to, the the bad cops knew where to find these guys. And I'm like, do you think I'm stupid? Like I got offended by the end of this movie about halfway through. Like I was like, do these fucking writers think I'm an idiot? Like I can't figure out what's going on that you have to lay these ginormously obvious clues that these cops are crooked and that she's in on it. Can't you be more subtle about it? So at the end, I'm like, oh shit, it's the cops. (laughs) Like, I was really like, I was like, God, you must think I'm dumb. Like, I can't pick up on anything that's subtle. Like, did you guys feel that way at all about this movie? Maybe a little bit. (laughs) I I do. I do more now that you've pointed that out. (laughs) Like, I didn't have that in mind. But yeah, now I'm kind of like, eh, they really didn't put much effort into trying to keep it hush hush or I don't know. It's one of those. I I think I was more shocked with the, the money scrubber when the cops like knocked a couple times and then just decided to shoot him through the 
eye hole. And at that point, you just knew that you were like, well, they're full blown just trying to cover their tracks. And yet I'm like, if they get anyone that's not in their precinct that comes to look at this murder scene and has half of a brain, they're going to start wondering, well, like what in the hell happened for them to shoot through this? Granted, maybe they just put so many bullets in the door that you couldn't tell that the cops shot first. I have no idea. But I just felt like they were they're piling more and more evidence against them. And if someone with a brain looked at this and said, like, wait, look, like, how did they get here? Why did they start shooting? Like all these things that even if the other killer got killed and the information didn't get out, I feel like there was enough evidence that wasn't in the thumb drive to say, like, what's going on with these cops? So that was the next point that I wanted in the same vein of, OK, not only do they think I'm stupid, but they made this this main character seem like an idiot to me because he walks through all these crime scenes and he figures out the first one so fucking fast. Right. So you got these two guys. He knows it's two guys. Yeah. He's given all these explanations. They make him seem like a genius. And not only that, they lay out at the very beginning of the movie that this guy's while nobody likes him because he kills people pretty quickly, especially cop killers. But he's he's good. They respect the fact that he's a good at what he does. He's a good detective. And then you bring him into all these crime scenes that happen where the cops are part of the problem and he just lets it go or misses it. And I'm like, he's not that stupid. And then they're giving him like you give him these little subtles that he's starting to question things. But at what point do you go? Instead of, hmm, this seems a little funky and you make a funny face to this is some bullshit and I need to know what the hell's going on because you guys are lying to me right now. (laughs) The clip that comes to mind is when he watches the cops take the big bags of money that were in the vault and walk off with them in the middle of like a crime scene while everybody else is taking pictures and not touching anything. And he just kind of follows the bags of money with his eyes. And it's like, dude, come on, man. I'm pretty sure you don't just take that stuff as soon as the, until the crime scene has been like thoroughly investigated and all that other stuff. So I thought that was kind of funny. That's the clip that it brings to mind. I guess he also isn't concerned that an FBI agent can just cap someone, one of his key witnesses in the back of the head. And apparently that's okay. And all the eyewitnesses there would attest that obviously it was a cold-blooded murder and just look over that like oh no big deal like in the line of duty as a jk simmons character the police chief was like there's just hot heads I, I, like one of that the officers like why i don't remember wife's brothers got killed i have something like that is what he said i'm like that that's kind of a bs explanation like you still just can't off someone that's a key witness especially yeah it, yeah it was yeah there was just so many things in this movie that bothered me that that bothered me so much that it took me out of the movie right like i wanted to like this movie Visually, it's stunning. New York City as a background in the middle of the night was really cool. The streets of New York, you got all these beautiful buildings and the lights and they're in Manhattan, which is the arguably one of the busiest and, and most built up boroughs. And so you're like, this is cool. And then the acting was so good. And then the story was just so uh, lackluster and so many holes in it that I was just like, this doesn't make any sense to me because I'm not even a copper detective, but I'm watching it going, dude, I know you have had to have seen that this shit's shady. This is some weird ass shit. Like I get the cops were killed and that's a big deal to you guys and and that you want to get revenge. But you can't just let it go that people are dying because before questions are being asked. He never asked the basic question of like he he talked about like, hey, why were the cops here? And and you think he would have just gone about it in a whole different way where they just got so focused on getting these two guys, which I totally get. And that's probably going to happen. But there was never a stop and pause to be like, wait, what was the other? 
other side of this table. Like, why were these cops actually here? And I think the movie tried to explain it, but it was pretty BS. And if you're like this amazing investigator, you're going to look into that immediately. Well, and again, that's a problem that could be solved if it was a cop bar. Like if yep. it's a, if it's, a, it's a bar that's frequented by police. And obviously it's stupid if you're trying to hide your drugs in a bar that's frequented, frequented by police, but still make it so that it's this precinct's bar, right? This is where they go and they hang out. It's just so much more believable to me. And it it would have been okay for me to say, well, they were just there because that's where they go, right? But they didn't. JJ, do you like the end? I thought it was dumb at the end. This guy is so smart and he approaches the police chief in his house and has a gun drawn and knows like it's not going to be a simple conversation that's going to get resolved with him putting this guy in handcuffs because if you're this far into it, I just don't think you're going to be like, yep, like, let's go. You caught me. I thought he was going to have some sort of backup or cover or something. And then they made him look like this gun wizard, which is really cool and all. But I think realistically, if you're going to have four to five against one, there's a good chance you're probably actually going to die. And it just didn't seem very well thought out for me for how smart this character was portrayed to be. Yeah, it killed me how on one hand, this guy was so smart and so good. And then on the other hand, he just did the dumbest shit. You're just like, what are you doing? And, I, you know, I get trying to be like some sort of badass and be sitting in this dude's house. But don't you have like a whole slew of IA or other cops that are outside waiting to come in yeah. when these other idiots like, you know, you're not just going to get away with this and have him be in there. And, and I realized to them, they felt like obviously these writers felt like, well, we need to have this big gun showdown at the end. To me, I would have been more okay with him going to pull a gun and then they have this standoff and go dude I've got like 30 cops around your house well my two guys are coming no they're actually already been arrested most likely because I've got I mean I would have been okay because I'm like that was smart dude you showed up and were able to go yeah and it for me it would have tied a bow on the end of this guy that likes to kill people these cops they felt like this guy wanted to kill everyone and the only person he didn't want to kill was the guy that actually helped kill a bunch of cops whether they're crooked or not he tried mm-hmm. to hear his story and save him I think it would have been cool if they had ended this the opposite of what they begin it. He's on trial or he's being investigated for his officer involved shooting. And now he has a chance to kill these crooked cops that have made a bad name for his profession and his dad. You know what I mean? And he doesn't kill them because he's smart enough to show up with a bunch of cops. Then they arrest them as opposed to trying to tie it on a bow on it with just this one lady, right? With just his little partial partner and saving her life, save the whole bloody thing and let them all get tried and go through the process. I don't know. I, I'm with you. I felt like, what the hell are you doing going in there by yourself? I also felt like if you were a cop that showed up to this house and there were five dead cops and one person, one of those cops walks out, wouldn't you be asking more questions about like, unless maybe he did tell them because they immediately take her into custody and they don't question or ask anything. But if you walk in that house and you see a whole bunch of dead police officers and there's one person left, I feel like you'd be thinking like, hey, you want to like clue us in on the backstory of why you just shot all these guys? <laughs> That's fair. I didn't think about that. That's. I think he, you're probably right. He probably would have had to have told someone. Yeah. But then where the hell is his backup? Why is everybody just waiting on? Oh, God, oh, God it's so weird. Uh, that, that just created a whole new hole in this story that I didn't realize. That's crazy. Yeah, and I don't have I don't have a ton of more to say. Like this movie wasn't, yeah. wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. Like it's just it just was a movie that we watch. And Chadwick Boseman's amazing, so it's good to see him and pay homage yeah. and whatnot. But otherwise, I don't know. Just another cop gun criminal movie that we have mil- thousands of those. And what was it with shooting through shit in this show? Doors and walls, and I'm like, you do realize that. <laughs> 
just because it's a bullet and you're close range to that wall doesn't mean that that thing is going to go straight through that wall and hit somebody, right? Like the odds of that bullet changing trajectory because you shot it through a metal door or two foot wall and probably not going to go straight. But damn, those were the straightest through bullet walls and doors bullets I've ever seen. Anyway, Javier, if he were here, would have some things to say about bullets and guns, I'm sure. Well, everything was solved by having a sidearm. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. This comment. There you go. Do people still still do ankle carry like that one FBI agent? Like I don't know. That was I don't things. know, but I did get a chuckle out of him calling. What was he the or a fat cop with his ankle gun or whatever it was? <laughs> that shit was pretty funny. Yeah, I don't have anything else, guys. There, there just wasn't much for this movie. You ready to yeah, rate just, it already? I think it's a it's a literal meh. Yeah. Cool. I'd say let's rate it. Do it. I'll I'll start. I if it's not clear, I didn't love this movie. I <laughs> I I wanted to love this movie, especially I went into it looking at the action because I hadn't seen it before. This is one of those few movies. Wow, that's that a I big hadn't deal. seen. I know it, it came out holiday season last year, and there were so many movies coming out at that time that it just slipped through the cracks on me. So and then I just never saw it. And then I was very glad I didn't waste my theater time in there for this movie. I, it was I was so disappointed, guys. Like it hurt me how how much I didn't enjoy the movie as much as I wanted to. The one thing that it had going for it we mentioned was the acting. The acting was on point. The story was all over the place and had so many holes. I felt like I was watching a piece of Swiss cheese on my TV. So it just, I had such a hard time with this movie. I will say that because of the acting, I'll give it higher than I normally would. I'm going to rate this at a two and wish that it had been better. I just, I was so sad because Chadwick Boseman is so good and I'm so sad when he passed away and J.K. Simmons is amazing and Sienna Miller's good. Taylor Kitsch is awesome. Stephen James is great. But the story was so bad that I just can't get past it. So two for me. And I won't watch this movie again, unfortunately. There's so many mm, better movies. The mark of death from JJ. Yeah, if I'm looking for, if I'm looking to watch Chadwick Boseman, there's a hundred other movies I'm going to watch before I choose this one or any of these actors. I, it just makes me sad. Matson, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to give this movie a two. There's not much more to say than what, what JJ already said. The acting is great. I mean, for me, I wasn't bored watching this movie. I mean, it wasn't something that I, it was overly too long or wasn't enough kind of action between plot points. Points. I wasn't bored, but I wasn't overtly entertained. It was just, like I said, kind of a meh movie. Like if you need something in the background, if you really like Chadwick Boseman, I mean, you're not going to be disappointed seeing him in this movie because he's great. If you want to see it just for that, watch this movie. But other than that, there are umpteen better criminal, spy, cop, drama, New York City movies that you can watch and feel real good about it than this movie. I think this this movie has a lot of star power, but the, the direction and writing in this movie did not allow them to reach the full potential of what this could have been. So for that, I think it's a solid two. Again, we've seen much worse movies than this. Let me be clear here. Of much, much worse. But this movie, it's not good. And I will not be watching this again, if you were wondering. Ian, finish this off, buddy. Yeah, I, I won't be watching this one again, which I think is kind of funny because I feel like you know the story before you've even watched it, which is usually yeah. why I wouldn't watch a movie again. So I shouldn't have watched it the first time. Um, <laughs> but like you guys have said, the acting was great. That's kind of what kept me in it um, paying attention but other than that it was it was rough they tipped their hand too early and another distraction for me as you guys might not have had this one but they kept saying the 8-5 precinct right 8-5 and all that kept coming to my mind was 9-9 from Brooklyn Nine-Nine <laughs> <laughs> so I think oh, if they would have thrown the 9-9 in there it would have been a more entertaining movie than it was so I'm going to give it a 2 as well there you have it 
Ian's full of jokes today, man. I love it. Got to bring that comedy every time. Now I, I got a fi- day of jokes. Yeah. <laughs> I got to figure out which one I'm going to use for that intro now. So that is 21 Bridges. Mattson, why don't you tell them where they can find us? Yeah. You can find us Ghana, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever else, and Google Podcasts as well, many other places. Come check us out on social media at Instagram and Facebook. Check us out on our website as well. And check out our TV series as well. We're currently doing Mandalorian uh, season two. It's pretty awesome. So if you're a Star Wars fan, come check us out. Otherwise, a lot of new movies coming up and we are ecstatic for mm-hmm. Wonder Woman 1984 later this year or later. Yeah, later this year, end of this year to kind of see that in theaters and give you a movie that is fresh and new and very anticipated. Mm-hmm. Cool. Thanks, Matson. Check us out next week. We're going to kick off Christmas season with Die Hard. Guys, this has been our verdict on 21 Bridges. We appreciate you tuning in and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye.